everyone, and welcome to episode 107 of the Social Liability Podcast, the podcast where we discuss those folks in our lives that violate the social contracts that we all agree to live by. I am your host, the Raspberries, with my co-host, the Buck, bringing you new and interesting stories from the far reaches of the interwebs. And it's it's a lonely, it's a lonely buck today. It's a single lonely buck. Oh my gosh. It is it is indeed that, man. I gotta tell you, you know, and this is no this is not I'm not even shitting you here. I've had a caregiver now for a long time. And that's caregiver Katie. She's the love of my life, blah blah blah. This is the first time in five years that I've been one hundred percent alone without any adult supervision like i'm telling you you like it's quite vindicating and liberating in a way if you get my drift except you know except you're except you're calling me like every day going i didn't know by myself i really am dude i'm not i'm not doing well with this (laughs) like i'm no like i i'm i'm trying to sound like a big boy about it but no I am grossly, and I mean grossly, codependent on Caregiver Katie. And, you know, I am, you know, like 100% fucking handicapped. Kind of makes sense. But I didn't realize just to the extent, like, I just thought it was physically codependent. I didn't realize that she was, like, my emotional support wife, too. Like, what is this? (laughs) Well, at least you have a dog on your lap. You're you're good there. I do. Which one, I do. Which one is that? That's Rupee. She's my baby. So you you have a dog named Rupee and you have a dog named Zelda. Yes. Uh huh. Yes. Nerd. Now you know what I just I I think it's legendary. Like a legend of Zelda. That dog is mildly above average at best. I would hardly label her a legend. (laughs) All right, Buck, let's jump straight into this. And here's what we're going to start out with today. Every once in a while, we get a story. And we find out later on that it was fake. Right? We've done that. Luckily. We, we, We have. We have done that. Luckily. You sent me something for the show, and I was able to vet it first. Oh, thank God you vetted it first, because I sent it to you right right off of somebody else's Facebook wall. I was like, man, this is a crapshoot, but I'm going to go for it. Well, here's the thing. It was originally posted by the City of Cincinnati Government Facebook page back on February 26th, and it has been making the rounds for a while. And here's what it reads. The Fugitive Task Force is looking for Ronnie Williams Jr. of Cincinnati for fraud. He has been convicted. I'm sorry. He has convinced three local churches that he is Ed Sheeran and even went as far as to perform the shape of you in front of the Christ Community Church last Sunday. When the pastor was asked why he believed that the real Ed Sheeran would perform for $35 in a sandwich, he said he just assumed that he had been on tough times. If you have any information as to Ronnie's whereabouts, message us immediately. I mean, he does look like Ed Sheeran if Ed Sheeran had been on meth for a few years. <laughs> but um, yeah, here here's the problem. This is being shared all over the place. 
So much so that it even popped up on one of your friend's Facebook pages and you shared it and then you sent it to me for the show. But here's what we got from junkie.com. Sorry to inform you, <laughs> but the church scammer Ed Sheeran impostorator, imp- impersonator is not real. <laughs> on Wednesday, a photo of an alleged Ed Sheeran impersonator turned fugitive went viral online. Shared by the new satire Facebook page, Portsmouth, Ohio official, the the post about a uh, runaway named Ed Sheeran Williams Jr. gained attention on both Facebook and Twitter. Accompanied with the photo of a man who could look like Ed Sheeran if you squint your eyes hard enough in a dark room. <laughs> the post read the Fugitive Task Force is looking for Ron, Ronnie Williams Jr. of uh, Scotoville for fraud. Uh, he, was, he has convinced three local churches that he is Ed Sheeran, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but he's performed for $35 in a sandwich. <laughs> The fake post quickly went viral on Facebook with 41,000 shares on the original and 30, I'm sorry, 330,000 likes on Twitter within 24 hours. <laughs> Sadly, the tweet was correct that the insurance per, uh, impersonator, why can't I say that word, uh, who performed for a measly $35 in a sandwich was indeed fake. The Portsmouth, uh, Ohio official Facebook page is clearly tagged as satire parody and even describes itself as a news and entertainment satire web publication for entertainment purposes only. Despite the clear statement that the post was not real, publications still ran the story as true. Most notably, Today fell for the fake photo and did a segment on on Ronnie Williams Jr. and his extraordinary church swindle. Newsreader Tracy Vaux introduced the segment when she claimed that the major manhunt was underway for the fugitive. After uploading the clip on Twitter, the Today Show deleted the video after finding out it wasn't real. Addressing the misstep on air, co-host Carl uh, Stefovic and Allison Langdon said, It turns out the fake news story, it was a fake news story all along. We did fall for this one. It was a satirical news site, uh, but it was still a good laugh. (laughs) Referencing today's gullibility... Portsmouth, Ohio official shared the video on their own page and said, once again, I've managed just to make something up from the top of my head and get major news outlets to run it as the truth. This is the reason why it's a political mess that we're in. People just blindly believe everything. This is the second time the Portsmouth, Ohio official has duped a major news company into uh, reporting their fake news stories. In 2019, Fox News ran a story about another Portsmouth, Ohio celebrity imposters this time was the american country uh, music singer travis tritt while the wannabe travis tritt did not perform for sandwiches in his made-up story the impersonator did accept two thousand two hundred and fifty dollars before he fled because he did not know any songs by the artist (laughs) so so i managed to i managed to do enough fact checking in in the, the two minutes it took me than today so we are now a more reliable news source <laughs> than the today show <laughs> and fox I, news <laughs> I, the only thing that i was able to think of was what if you were the mayor of cincinnati and you're just sitting there one morning eating your cornflakes Talking to your wife, 
talking about shit with your kids, going to school, and then boom, the TV comes up this article on the fucking Today Show about this manhunt going down in Cincinnati, and the mayor's just sitting there going, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't hear like, about this. <laughs> no one. Nary a word. Like, <laughs> Oops, sorry, the intro again. But I'm the mayor, goddammit! <laughs> or, or, like, the chief of police. <laughs> or, hell, the like fugitive like, task force is like, wait a minute. <laughs> Did I miss a meeting? Yeah. Everybody's like, the fuck? <laughs> Did I miss a meeting, guys? <laughs> like, Cincinnati. <laughs> Whoa, Buck's gonna die. Look at him. Look at him. He's dying over there. He's coughing. He's hacking. Um, the dogs don't seem to care. Uh, the one is still sound asleep. No, no, no. She's, she's very well I I thoroughly pester this dog. Well, even the one sitting behind no, you man. didn't even move an inch. <laughs> That's because that dog doesn't actually like me either. <laughs> dog's like, go ahead and die. It's like, That's an extra meal for me. <laughs> uh, she's like, uh, he never feeds me any. A caregiver Katie does that for us too. <laughs> like, <laughs> but either way you know i we digress i was choking on crackling oprah and i'm sorry but you know the mayor of cincinnati the chief of police like i just i think it's great that this just slipped by it just proves like what kind of society we are it's like is this a monumental win for free speech or is this an abysmal failure on humanity? Like, hmm. one is, one can only guess. This is the same. When whenever I hear someone say, "Just do your own research," it doesn't matter what they're talking about. It doesn't matter when your research consists of going on Facebook or just whatever the top YouTube uh, Google result is. That's not research. That is not research, and clearly. You know, these agencies are hiring people who have that mentality that if I look at it on the internet, it must be true because they're not doing anything to vet these stories. Same way that people don't do anything to vet research. Like when they said, oh, this scientist came out and said he messed up and it's it's all a fraud and it's a sham. And the dude's like, no, I never said that. <laughs> and it's, but, but it's, it's been, it's been shared in all these different places. That's because it's, the, it's what you want to hear. And the same thing could be said for these satirical websites. You know, the guy does look like a meth head Ed Sheeran. So, I mean, it's funny. And it's like, oh, wow, Ed Sheeran's falling on hard times. And we like it when people fall on hard times because we can point at them and laugh. Not that we should, but that's human nature. It's what we do. And that is the, 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 the way society is nowadays. And, you know, everyone's like, oh, it, I, just, I saw that. That's what I want to see. So I'm going to say it's the truth. Learn how to do actual yeah. bona fide research. And, you know, I despise doing research papers in college. Absolutely despised it. It was stupid. It's like, I know all this information. Why do I need to, you know, do all this? Well, it's because it teaches you how to research, how to vet out stories, how to vet out sources, determine what sources are scholarly in nature and which ones are satirical, for God's sakes. And there's, there's a big difference between research and recreation, and people need to people need to know where that line is and adhere to it before they just go run in their fucking mouths. But either way, you know, there's not really anything to score on this one. I mean, it's it's just satire, but it's satire, but it's fun. You know, 
that's something you said. And, we, and, we have fallen for stories before. Um, right. So I'm not saying we're immune to it. It happens. Um, but if we ever do find out a story is fake, we do we do call ourselves out on it. I just want to point that out. Our next we, story. We will eat a sheet sandwich. We, 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 we will eat a shit sandwich if we if we have to. That's about it. But what do we got up next, Rats? Our next story comes from WSBTV.com, Atlanta's News Channel 2. Uh, Newman mother arrested for leading police on 130 mile per hour chase with five month old son in backseat. Uh, Newman police have arrested a woman they say sped away from a traffic stop and led police on a 135 mile per hour chase with her five month old son in the car. The incident started on March 30th at Bullsboro Drive when police tried to pull over a car that had crossed the center line twice, nearly hitting other cars. Uh, police attempted to stop the driver for failure to maintain lane and for not having a working taillight. Uh, police said the driver, 22-year-old Barbara Ann Mary Wright, sped away from the police and got onto I-85, where she led the police chase at speeds of up to 130 miles per hour. She eventually got off the highway and drove to a home where officers were able to take her into custody. Wright said she fled from police because she had a warrant from Fayette County. Police found Wright's five-month-old son in a car seat in the back of the car. She was taken into custody by family member oh he was taken into custody by family members whoa i started reading that way wrong uh, after police arrested right they smelled alcohol in her breath and attempted to do a field sobriety check but wasn't able to do to do so due to Wright's extremely excited state uh she later registered a blood alcohol level of 0. 0.108 at the jail uh, Wright was charged with DUI, attempting to elude police, endangering a child, reckless driving, failure to maintain lanes, speeding, improper lane change, no taillights, no insurance, violating her learner's permit, and open container. Mom of the year, folks. Wow. Mom of the fucking year over here. We've we've covered some real like crappy parents in in our uh, in our tenure. You know, doing doing this comedy monkey go round, but that's that's got to be in the top five right there, man. Like I, I would I would I would say top three. Like that is just wild. Whoa! Certainly, all all I, that. <laughs> um, definitely adding the child endangerment charges are on there. I think they need to do a lot more than that. I think they need to pursue uh, uh, finding that child a safe place to live when she actually gets out of jail. Yeah. Uh, yes. And, and, you know, I, it, it sucks to say it, man. I normally don't, I'm not an advocate for taking a, a child away from their parent, but there's, there are certain circumstances where it really, it really is for the, for the best interest of, of the child. It really, really just is. I have this, this woman, I have zero sympathy for DUI on, on a good day. And I hate the whole idea because people, People used to say this shit to me all the time. Well, it could have happened to you. You just luck. You just haven't been caught. No, 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 it hasn't. Couldn't have. That'd be impossible. I have never driven <laughs> when I was intoxicated, mostly because I've never been intoxicated. But <laughs> besides the point, I have been in situations where uh, I have, you know, uh, been affected by medication or something of that nature. I don't drive. So don't tell me, well, you just haven't got caught. It could happen to anybody. No, it couldn't. You make you make the decisions, and uh, anybody who gets behind the wheel when they're intoxicated, I'm sorry. You've made the wrong decision, and you need to face the consequences for that. I have zero sympathy in my life for anybody who has a DUI. Sorry, too bad, so sad, you screwed up. 
Um, but when, then, when you, you know, because at that point, anytime you have a DUI, you're endangering everybody on the road, not just yourself. You're endangering the the population as a whole. But now this freaking waste of oxygen has a five month old in the backseat that has no say over anything, can't do anything to prevent itself from being in this situation, and she is just out being a shitbag and endangering everybody on the road and a small child. And who knows how many other children are in the cars that she's going on where she's flying yeah, by 130 that, miles an hour. That that is that is just absolutely despicable behavior, man. Uh, I normally I normally I'm not even going to say I normally reserve the fives for you know special case. No, this this is a five. You know, hundred. It's not just it's not just speeding. It's not just a DUI. It's not just endangering a child. It, you, you've you've got like the hat trick of social liabilities all in all in one fuckaloo here, lady. You get a five. I could not agree more. Okay, Buck, and we're back after some technical difficulties. Uh, Buck's headset decided just to die. So if we end up losing Buck halfway through this, well, that's why. Uh, our next story comes from WTSP, uh, Tampa's News Ten. Florida woman took Mexican workers' passports to force them into physical labor. A Florida woman has pled guilty to a federal racketeering conspiracy of subjecting Mexican workers to thousands of hours of forced labor through coerced tactics for uh, financial gain. Uh, The release from the Department of Justice explains that my story just jumped off the page here. <laughs> a release from the Department of Justice explains that 43-year-old Christina Gamez worked as a bookkeeper, manager, and supervisor at Los Valerjos uh, Harvesting, uh, LVH, <laughs> a company contracting uh, and employing Mexican H-2A temporary visa recipients harvesting fruits and vegetables in several states, including Florida. In her role, she conspired with the company's owner from March 2016 through August of 2017 to commit several racketeering offenses, including subjecting workers to forced labor, harboring people after their... Why is my news story keep jumping off the screen? There we go. Uh, After their temporary H-2A visas have expired for financial gain and committing visa fraud, according to the release. Department of Justice says Gomez and her co-conspirators used tactics like confiscating workers' passports, forcing them into crowded and unsanitary and degrading living conditions, and isolating workers from interacting with people from the company and subjecting workers to work debt uh, manipulation. Though the Department of Justice says they obtained thousands of hours of physically demanding agricultural labor, all for de minimis pay, uh, she has been she has admitted, and according to the plea agreement, uh, she knowingly sent falsified records to federal investigators to cover up the criminal enterprise. Gamez faces a maximum of 20 years in federal prison and a fine up to a quarter million dollars as part of her plea agreement. She has also uh, agreed to pay more than $9,000 in restitution to the workers. A date for Gamez's sentencing has not been set. What do you think, Buck? <laughs> um... I would say that uh, this is a real slice of shit, like like right from the heel of the turd. I mean, like, you know, this this woman, you know, talk about some of the most disgusting and, and despicable things that you could do to another human being, you know, and that's. It's just one of the most disgusting things. They 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 exploit these people and they 
they trick them with like dreams of grandeur and the great American dream and coming up here and making money and being able to send it back down to their family and they can give them a place to live and put them up and, you know, really take care of them, you know, to be a part of the family, you know, and then they get up there and they're putting like these, these, you know, concrete chicken coops uh, to, you know, to basically slave away for a pittance yeah and see, uh and where we were, and where, were where we used to live in pennsylvania it was really known for uh apple it was an apple orchards apple capital usa and we would see the, the 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 migrant workers come in every fall to pick apples everyone just called them you know, there's the apple pickers it really became a derogatory mark for mexicans at that point but it's what it was and they would come up and you'd see these in the older orchards. You'd still see some of the remaining remains of them, but you would see these long uh, cinder block buildings that on one side would just be nothing but doors uh, to a room, no bigger than this studio that I'm in right now. I mean, it's you would big enough for maybe a twin bed and a, a dresser. And that was probably about it. Uh, not much else is a concrete chicken coop. A concrete chicken coop is probably a good way of describing it. And they were made of cinder block. I doubt there was any insulation in them or anything. And I, I'm not even sure if there was a window. There might have been a window on the backside. Uh, that's right. Uh, no air conditioning, no heat, no nothing like that. Uh, they had electric because you'd see them down there having parties at night. But um, they weren't inside the houses. That was for sure. They were outside. <laughs> and they threw some badass parties, man. They do. I'm letting you know at those migrant worker places out in out out in PA where we used to live. Oh man, excellent food. Some of the most welcoming people that you'll ever encounter in your life, and they're constantly stomped on and treated like shit. And apparently, down in this place in fucking Florida, they take your passports too. What did? In, in fairness, in fairness, most of the places in Pennsylvania where they were working, they probably didn't have passports, but. Uh, this this is tantamount to the same thing. They're actually taking the folks that went through the the the, the trouble of getting the work visas and, and coming in and doing everything the way they're supposed to, and then they're 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 fucking them for it essentially. I bet you they're holding their passports hostage so that way they don't ask for like fair wages or you know uh, <laughs> fair living conditions. Or the fact that they couldn't then quit their jobs, you know, they would try. They they would probably say, "Oh, if you you try to do anything, don't we tell you not to do? We'll turn you in as an illegal." But they don't know any better that you know, as soon as they check their biometrics, it's going to pop up that they have a passport and a work visa. But it's it's just you're 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 getting slave labor. That's exactly what it is. It's slave labor. They're, you're paying them well, something that, a... that anybody with a American citizenship wouldn't even give you a time of day to work for and you're you're making it so they can't leave it's slavery <laughs> yeah um you know i i really don't have very much I, i'm not going to dignify this kind of behavior with much more of a comment other than you know screaming five all the way to, all, all day long on this woman too Give it a five. Our next story comes from TampaBay.com, the Tampa Bay Times. Uh, gas theft ring stole at least $60,000 in Hillsborough to resell. Uh, it's <laughs> This is the thing now, man. We're stealing gasoline. Uh, it, hell, in the town that I'm in, uh, there's we have a serial catalytic converter thief. 
Someone is going around to vehicles from companies having parked out overnight and they're cutting the catalytic converters off with a sawzall. And I don't know where they're selling them, but they are. But yeah, so now we've got devolved to the point. Now we're stealing gasoline. This happened in Tampa. Uh, the resale market for anything at the right price. A local gas theft ring banked on its belief in February when it turned vacant Tampa lots into impromptu gas stations for selling, selling stolen fuel. Hillsborough Sheriff Chad Cronister said on Monday, a group of seven enjoyed success initially. More than $60,000 in fuel was illegally pumped from two Circle K stations in Apollo Beach and Ruskin on February 25th and then transported to vacant lots near Tampa International Airport in the Orient Road Jail to be sold at a discount. That's some balls right there. Cronisher said the operation came to a close last week, however, when the six men involved were arrested on racketeering and grand theft charges. The sheriff suspects a seventh suspect, 44-year-old William Panetta something, likely fled to Cuba. Those arrested are Luis Hernandez, Albert Gomez, Nestor Rodriguez, Javier Panetta, and Jesus Andres uh, Perez something, I can't pronounce it, I'm sorry, and uh, Denis Vazquez. The three men were taken into custody at Hillsborough, Sumter, Orange, and Marion counties. The Circle K's involvement were at, and it gives the addresses nobody cares about. Cronster detailed how the organized crime ring was able to steal so much gas. Seven cars used a single pump on and off for 12 hours, while a homemade Pulsar device kept the bill near or at zero dollars. The group's homemade pulsar, which replaced the equipment on the gas pump, which regulates the price, was made from a block of wood, a steering rod, and a battery with an electrical board. The men used it to pump thousands of dollars worth of gasoline into ladder, large bladders uh, inside the beds of their trucks and stored the fuel. The drivers would then take the fuel to uh, lots of pumps and delivered it into gasoline reservoir. Seven trunks, trucks rather, were used at each station. Uh, the men ensured that they kept using vehicles away from the pump with their homemade pulsar. Uh, Hillsborough deputies also alerted to the ring in February when both the Circle K's reported more than $25,000 in fuel discrepancies. Detectives, when responding to the station's reviewed surveillance video, which showed the group's process and the trucks that they drove. Gronister said that they were perplexed how employees at both gas stations were unaware of what was happening, but conceded they were both busy with customers and food inside the fuel and fuel outside. Detectives then concluded surveillance of the group while they sold the fuel. Cronister uh, said the pricing was discounted, but the group still lined their pockets. Uh, when local gas prices were at their highest, he said that the fuel sold for near $3 per gallon at one point. Uh, those who purchased the fuel from the men likely knew it was stolen, Cronister said, but it would be a stretch to say that they actually acted criminally, so no charges would be filed against the customers. He said it was likely just taking advantage of a way to save money amid the recent gas hikes in prices. Uh, the sheriff said that the six don't uh, don't mark the end of the investigation, however. He said similar thefts have occurred in Pinellas, Pasco, and Hernando counties and are also unsolved and are likely connected to these men and deputies will continue to search for leads. Of the seven men involved, Cronisher said five lived in Hillsborough County and two in Orlando. Damn. <laughs> they did it with a block of wood, a <laughs> just the the, the 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 description of how they did it is just kind of perplexing to me. Um, 
where does one acquire the knowledge to build a pulsar that can hack a gas pump? The internet. Probably. I mean, I, I'm <laughs> 10 years ago, I had a look at you and said the internet is for porn. Today, I, I just can't really say it with that much gusto and confidence anymore. You know, the internet has grown up a little bit. It can be used for more than porn. Indeed. Apparently, porn and pulsars are are the first two things on the list now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, this is, it's, I mean, it's ingenuitive. I'll give them that. It, you know, they, oh, uh, yeah. But, I mean, how do you even find out where the gas is for sale? Do they post it somewhere online? Like, hey, meet us in the parking lot behind the jail. We're selling gas out of a bit of a truck. I mean, seriously, yeah. how, do you, how do you advertise? It's just, I don't know. It just seems bizarre to me. But nevertheless, they apparently were, they wouldn't do it if they weren't making money at it. So that means they did have That's, customers. Right. You know, uh, not, not really. I mean, it's just a bunch of Florida guys. It, this is Florida, right? Of course it's Florida. <laughs> okay. Just making sure, just, just double checking. But it's just a couple of Florida guys, you know, being Florida guys. Shark's gonna shark. A shark's you know? gonna shark, and a Florida man's gonna Florida man. That's pretty much about it. I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't. Uh, I would say maybe a three. I'm gonna give him a four because it is a substantial amount of money, uh, and it's also very, very dangerous what they were doing. Uh, but again, nobody was physically hurt, so I can't give them the five. So I'll give them the four. Uh, that being right said, on. folks, that's going to bring us to an end of another episode. Uh, we typically put out episodes every Saturday and Wednesday. I do not know if there'll be a Wednesday episode this week because of Buck's technical problems over on his end. But once we get that sorted out, uh, we'll make that determination. But if there isn't a Wednesday episode, you can catch us back here next Saturday. Uh, so you can. One of my advice is usually is listen to episode 107 twice, just in case, because it definitely would help our numbers. Uh, if you like the podcast, remember to like and subscribe. Tell a friend. Uh, check out our YouTube channel where our episodes are getting archived as well. And I am the Raz Grease with my co-host the Buck, wishing you all a happy and safe weekend. <laughs>